As we do on this podcast, it's basically me talking to someone much better at sports than I am. They always say sportscasters are just people who weren't good enough to be athletes, so we talk about them instead. But in my case, that's not entirely true. I'm actually ranked 7th in the nation at Waste Paper Basketball, for what it's worth. I was as high as number 3 back in 2014. Uh, It's true. We do have some amazing figures from the world of sports every week here on Perkett Pod, and this time, no different. Frank Ragnow. Perkett Pod, sometimes he's at play. Perkett Pod, find out what he'll say. Perkett Pod, who's coming on today? Perkett Before we get to the Detroit Lions center, Frank Ragnow, it's time for Random Ranks. Ragnow's name got me thinking. Break down the two syllables, rag, now, both individual words on their own. And so here now, the top 11 other NFL players whose last names can actually be broken down into two separate words. I know these are a stretch sometimes. Just go with it, okay? Number 11, DK Metcalf. I've never met his calf. Either one of them, actually, but I'm sure they're great. Number 10, Dak Prescott. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a member of the press and I sleep on a cot. Um, okay. Number nine, Richard Sherman. Sure, man. Let's go with that. Number eight, Jadavion Clowney. Clowns have knees, right? Number seven, Chris Godwin. You're getting the idea. Number six, Chris Carson, running back, (laughs) car and a son. Number five, Chase Claypool, right? Number four, Leonard Fournette. Number three, Cam Newton. (laughs) Uh, Number two, we're almost done, folks, Baker Mayfield. And number one from the Vikings, got to represent Britton Colquitt. And now we quit. Back to Frank Ragnow, who is coming off a career season with the Detroit Lions. The former Chanhassen High School star who played his college football at Arkansas has found a home in Detroit. The Lions have had more than their fair share of struggles. We know that. But Ragnow's play stands out so much, it not only earned him the honor of being named to the Pro Bowl team this past year, but he also landed a massive contract extension. Four years, $54 million, making him the highest paid center in the NFL, a deal that he just finalized recently. Here now, our chat with Frank Ragnow. Welcome back home, Frank Ragnow. We so much appreciate you joining us here today. I, I There's so much to talk about with you. I, I first of all, want to congratulate you because I know that was a, a huge uh, accomplishment to get to get signed to, to that kind of contract with the Detroit Lions. That's some pretty significant money. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's hard to fathom, really. Um, I'm uh, extremely grateful and uh, still kind of digesting it all. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, but that's it's great to have that kind of security and that vote of confidence from an organization that you've worked your butt off for, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm locked in, baby, and uh, I want to go. I want to go do great things with the Lions, and uh, for them to show their appreciation and their, especially with the new staff and new GM and everybody coming in, 
for them to want to see me and keep me for the future, it's uh, extremely humbling. And uh, I'm just excited to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously they're, they're picking you up was, you know, a reflection on, on what you accomplished on the field. Obviously you wanted the wins and losses overall to be better, but, but doggone it, you had to, you had to be proud of the season you had, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, especially at my position, there's not many, there's not much recognition like individual awards and there's not much stats you can really reflect on it. The offensive line position. So really at my position, it really does. we really just care about wins and losses. So it's hard to like, it's hard to get positive after a season where you're not winning that many games, but then like you take some time, you talk to my mom, you talk to my fiance and they convince me like, Hey, you had a great season individually. I was able to accomplish a lot of my dreams, honestly. So it was, I'm very proud and I just want to keep on kind of stacking on it and be able to consistently do it year in and year out. It was a pro bowl season. I mean, that, that had to be quite an honor when, when that, when that ring came around, tell us about that reaction when you found out you were, you were named to the pro bowl team for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like seventh grade, sixth grade, Frank's dream one-on-one right there, uh, making it to pro bowl. And uh, were you expecting it? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough with the pro Bowl Cause you never, you never know how the fan vote turns out and everything. And especially with offensive line play, I wouldn't say the public is the most informed on it. So it kind of comes sometimes you just don't really know, but I, I knew I was, I had to put together a pretty good season. Um, and I was hoping for it for sure. I was definitely uh, hoping for it and, uh, definitely had my, my mom and my siblings were voting as much times a day as they possibly can. But, and then to see that the, it was the coaches and players that voted me and not even, I don't even think I made it top 10 in the fan vote. That was, that was one of the most like rewarding feelings for sure to be recognized among my peers. Kind of a bummer though, that there wasn't an actual Pro Bowl game that you could go to and play with all the, you know, all the, all the best of the best. Yeah, that was, that was tough, but you know, they did, uh, they sent me like a care package and they, you know, they made the most of it, but yeah, definitely unfortunate. I didn't get to, I think it was supposed to be in uh, Las Vegas maybe this year. So it would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Sweet new stadium. You can talk about the kind of the, what went right then this past season and, and how have your years with the lines there progressed and, and what's clicking for you on that offensive line, Frank? We got, we got a good, that's the one, like, I mean, there's a lot of good players on that team. Right. But the, the thing I'm very proud of is our offensive line has since I've gotten there, since kind of Taylor Decker, he's our left tackle. He's a couple of years older than me since we've kind of gotten there each year, we've steadily improved and uh, we're getting familiar with each other. And we return, I mean, a lot of guys on the offensive line, same offensive line coach, uh, a lot of familiarity and we're starting to really develop that chemistry. So we can hopefully take this thing to a whole nother level. So I'm very excited about the offensive line room in general. They've made a lot of positive changes there in Motown with the team, obviously, and, and and they're trying. I mean, you know, they've taken some serious lumps over the years, uh, both on and off the field as far as people cr- criticizing the Detroit Lions, almost, you know, being a butt of, of jokes at times. But that, that has to sting. That has to burn with inside you guys to kind of just kind of turn the culture around. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you, every, players can say they don't hear the outside noise and you can try to ignore it, but you're going to hear it. And it's frustrating. And for people to think that it's not as frustrating for, as for us and it is to them, we're just as frustrated, probably more. The kind of pr- career trajectory that you've had, um, you were at Chanhassen, right? And and things really started to kind of develop for you. How, how did how did all that come about? Were you, were you playing – 
football as a kid and then and did you eventually become a lineman like were you a skill position guy back in the day and then you got you know big enough to where you could you could handle more more blocking duties or how did all that come about for you I've kind of always been the biggest kid um unfortunately I was the fat kid growing up but uh I mean I didn't start football till like sixth or seventh grade my dad didn't want me to start till later for who knows what reason but uh yeah I mean um went to Chan High School uh played varsity as a sophomore and it kind of just steadily increased uh I guess my recognition and uh kind of kept my head down and kept working and got me to where I am. How, how do you get recognized as an offensive lineman? That's hard to stand out sometimes. I mean, I, mean, I know the d- deep scouts can, can pick it apart, but, but for the, for the uh, average Joe, it's just kind of like, all right, it, how do you, how do you stand out? You know? Yeah. I think, I guess the thing where you stand out is like, you don't stand out. That's one of the big things. Like you don't get, recognized for a guy beating you and whatnot that's one thing and then the one the other thing I think is had what has gotten me to where I am today has just been my effort uh just trying to finish guys through the whistle um blocking guys as far as I can downfield or into the ground through the whistle and just consistently doing that and that's like the one thing that separates in a lot of coaches and evaluators or whoever it is look for in line play you have to be incredibly tough, though, incredibly competitive. And, and, and that drive has to just not stop. I mean, the people that seems like the linemen and the guys in the trenches, it's the guys with the motors that just never turn off. It's just like, wow, you know, like don't, you kind of have a really have a nasty streak, too, don't you? Yeah, I like to think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, you just you just got to take a lot of pride in what you're doing because it's not a glorified position by any means. And you just got to really care about your teammates and winning the ball game and play with a lot of effort, and I think you can be successful. More with Frank Ragnow in just a bit. But first, Mike Bryant, kind enough to join us in studio again. Good to see you again, fine sir. Great to be here. All right, well, I, I, the, the legal process can be uh, awfully intimidating for, for some people. You help them every step of the way, don't you? Well, we try to. I mean, we, we want to make sure they understand their rights, make sure they understand what their potential coverage is out there, and help them with the big issues they've got. People have wage loss, medical bills. They have all sorts of concerns. People who are charged criminal charges have concerns about those charges, and we try to get to the bottom of what we can do to help them. You know, in the sports world, there's there's lulls every once in a while when seasons end and what. It, it, there's not a lull for, for an, an attorney like you, is there? Well, it's a weird thing because, like, some, suddenly something will happen. You know, so, like, you think, oh, I got nothing going on right now, and then, boom, that night you get a phone call, or the next morning you get a phone call, and you're in the middle of something. that People need your help right at that moment, and we try to provide that. Provide justice for the injured, as you like to say. What does that mean to you? Well, it means giving people the information that they need to get the help that they need so that in times of, of major needs, they've got somebody there on their side. And that's you and, and your team at Bradshaw and Bryant. And so what, if, if somebody is injured or somebody does need help, what do they do? They call our office. They check the website with minnesotapersonalinjury.com or they call 800-770-7008. Mike Bryant, thanks so much for being a partner at Perkapod. Perk and I saw Adrian Peterson congratulates you on Instagram um, on when when you had that really nice touching post about you know, how thankful you were and all the people you were grateful for to get you along the way. Um, but but AP commented, uh, you know, congrats, fam, or something like that. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should have seen when he first joined the Lions. I was like, he probably thought I was some weirdo. I was just staring at him in awe. 
because, you know, I was a giant fan of him growing up. I've got his jersey still from when I was like 12 or whatever. And uh, it's just, it's, you know, he's one of my big time heroes. So, so I want to also talk to you about kind of all these other things that you you're into Frank and, and, uh, and that's the outdoors. Cause it, it, it seems to me like some of these posts that you put out there and, and your, your show that you do, it's just like, if football, if football fell off for whatever reason, um, you'd, you'd be set man with, with this, with this other, you know, endeavor. Can you tell us about your just love for the outdoors and, and where all that came about and, and how it's developed? Yeah. You know, I'm a pretty simple man. Uh, I like, uh, I like fishing. I like food. I like football. I like my family. I like my friends. And, uh, I guess if, if there's no football, and if football's not going on, whether it's the off season or off the, uh, I like to be on the outdoors and that's kind of fish. And I mean, with how the season works out and everything, it's mostly fishing, but I like to hunt too. I just like to be out there. And, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, my dad passed away, uh, we're coming up on five years ago and, uh, he's kind of the one who kind of instilled the outdoors in my, our whole family. And, uh, you know, we kind of always talked about having the dream of having going to the NFL, um, making it to the NFL, and then me, my dad, and my brother kind of having our own outdoor show. And uh, in college, I kind of like just kind of, kind of out of nowhere, just kind of decided to roll with Grizzly Man Outdoors. I, I like Grizzly Bears. I don't really have like a, a passion for them or anything crazy, but it just rolled and it kind of flowed. So, and then when my dad passed, we kind of really like have tried to make it into something. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I really like, um, even if people don't watch it, right. Like I just like, um, recording my fishing experience or my outdoor experiences and being able to relive that moment. So even if like, I don't get fans with, I'm hoping I get some people to start watching it, but I just like to relive the experience and I like to share the experience. Cause I think the outdoors are so special and, uh, I just have a drive for that. I mean, it is so fun to be out there. It's just this thing where it's like, so, um, it's like therapeutic out there, right? Like the outdoors is so good for the soul, but then there's like a competition part of it because you can always catch a bigger fish. You can always catch more fish. And it's that, that beautiful balance that I, I just have. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I want to put a pin in it just for a second. Go, go back to your dad. And I, I can, I can just tell just this hearing you talk, how much of a hero he was in, in your eyes. And, 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 and I know you and I, you and I have a connection in that um, your mom and I both serve on the board of the grief club, Minnesota. Um, and, uh, and this is a, an amazing organization that is helping kids deal with, with grief and childhood grief and all the burdens that come with it. And, and, you know, the healing and, and the love and all that stuff. And, and can you talk to me about, about how, how important it is, uh, in your life and how important he was in your life? Yeah. Um, I mean, my dad was my, He's my best friend. Um, uh, he's, you know, he was really hard on me as a kid and uh, tough on me, you know, and he pushed me and he, but like it, it all kind of like came full circle. Um, if that makes sense. Like he got, he was hard on me. He was tough on me and we'd, we'd butt heads. But then like, as I grew older, I would understand, I would see why he was hard on me and what he was thinking and then, it, and then it's just like, we were the same people, you know, we were rolling and, and it's unfortunate because that kind of happened right during, you know, my senior year, my college years where we were just, man, we were best friends. And, uh, 
then he uh, passed away. And uh, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, he was like, he was my go-to for everything. He and my mom are like, whatever, like whatever in life, like that's who I'd ask, you know, he'd tell me what to do. It was easy. You know, he'd tell me what to do and I'd do it. I wouldn't even think about it. So when we lost him, it's, I mean, I'm still dealing with it. It's just like you're losing your compass, man. It's just, it's crazy. 100%. I totally hear you. I lost my dad two years ago and it's just, it is exactly the great way to put it. You lose your compass. It's, it's just so yeah. true in so many ways where it's just like, that's your go-to, right? That's the guy, the first guy you call when all that stuff goes down and, and uh, yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, applaud your bravery and just plowing through and, and, uh, and, and, you know, but keeping him in your, in your world and in your spirit, your you did the my my cause my cleats, and you put the grief club of Minnesota on there on on the cleats uh, this past year. That that was pretty awesome too. So shout out for that too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh it's something that I just think it's an area where we as humans just like uh, it's either we don't know how to handle it or we like try to ignore it, and it's a it's a big deal. It's something that a lot of people go through, and it's not. And you really can't put a timeline on it and you can't really put how it affects and it's and, and it's so unique from case to case. So I'm very passionate about it. All right, we're gonna take a pause, but we'll be back with more from Frank Ragnow. Sean Bernard of Edina Realty. Great to see you again, man. How's the real estate game? You know, it's been really, really busy. So I feel fortunate that it's been busy. It's kind of a crazy market. Everybody knows it's a seller's market. But that doesn't mean that if you're a buyer, you can't still find your dream home. I just did a closing the other day. And uh, this young couple, I feel like I'm 100 saying that, but this young couple was able to buy their dream home and we were able to find it for them. One of the cool things that I'm doing this year is I'm helping out local artists and bands. So a portion of every sale on the buy or sell side is going to go to a local artist or band. That's fantastic because especially these days, they, they need that help. Where can people find you, Sean? Uh, the best thing to do is just give me a call at 612-859-2594. They can text that number as well for the people that just are a little bit scared of realtors. Just text it, and then we can set up a phone call. Sean Bernard at Dyna Realty. Thanks for being such a great partner at Perkett Pod. Thank you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's The Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. And hey, if you like what you're hearing with our podcast, and especially with Frank Ragnow, we've talked to other offensive linemen on the past episodes. Check out interviews with Matt Burke, former Super Bowl champion, and Steve Hutchinson is going into the Hall of Fame as an offensive guard. A couple studs right there. That's on our past episode list on this podcast. Check it out. Perk and You know, you talk about your dad kind of got you into the outdoors and you, you guys were rolled together out there. And, and it really is cool because there, there's there's so much in this space that is just underserved in a, in a lot of ways. And and like if you if you can hit on this grizzly man outdoors, dude, go for it. I, I, I think you, you dropped some merch, too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're dropping merch. You know, we're trying to. T- so grizzly man outdoors is like right here. We're trying to take it up here, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've got a YouTube channel that uh, I really highly suggest everybody go subscribe. I just like uh, I'm not I'm not Grizzly Man Outdoors is not me trying to claim I'm some expert in telling you how to fix. I know things and I will tell you those things. But really, I like to, it's more, I guess, an entertainment deal. I like to share my experiences. I like to go on cool adventures and I, I like the, the photography and the videography that goes with it and just to share the experiences. But yeah, 
we got the YouTube channel, we got the Instagram, Grizzly Man Outdoors, and then we're launching the the merch, which is really like, a, I mean, I guess you're always trying to make money, but the merch really, I'm not trying to like get rich off the merch. I'm trying to use the merch to help build the brand because ultimately all I really care about is the show and the, the subscribers and all that stuff so I can make and share the content that I love to do. Yeah. The couple that I watched, the, the production value was actually, you know, coming from a television person's perspective, it was kind of, it was pretty decent. Yeah. No, it was like, no, it was good. It wasn't just like a handheld video of you kind of like trying to catch a fish. It was like, I mean, there was some editing and all that stuff. It was, you guys put some, uh, some, some effort into it clearly. Yeah. And if you, if you go back, you can see where we started. It was, there's one of me just wearing like a GoPro and I fall through the ice. There's some brutal ones, but we're, we're climbing. We're trying to make it legit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The, the one of the, uh, the grouper was absolutely amazing. The, the, the Goliath grouper. So you, you're, you're, you're traveling beyond just like Michigan and, and Minnesota. You're, you're going all over them with this, right? I'd say for the most part, it's Midwest. Cause that's yeah. just, that's just my, I love it here, you know, and I love Minnesota and I, for the most part, I'd say 90% of it's Minnesota, but, with me being in Michigan, I do some stuff in Michigan, but I happen to be having a, I'm getting married this summer. And that was kind of my bachelor party. We went down to Florida and had a good time fishing and doing those epic, epic fishing trips that, you know, people dream of doing. Oh, well, with that said, congratulations on getting married for crying out loud or, or your impending nuptials. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Sweet. Um, and, and did I hear a dog in the background? Yeah, I got Mr. Bear, man. He's a chocolate lab. He's going to be four years old. Do you, so then do you hunt too? Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I do hunt, but it's uh, it's tough with um, because that's during football season, right? In the fall, it's yeah, it's, but eventually one day I'll be out there hunting a bunch more. You you played this past season, and correct me if I'm wrong. This was I, I read this and I was just actually absolutely disgusted when I read it, but like. You did you you played with a broken trachea or or what was what was the deal somebody your windpipe or what can you clarify what what in the so, world happened to you? So obviously everybody sees the headline fractured throat was kind of like the big headline that got out, but that wasn't really even. I mean, obviously that's a concern, but the main concern was I uh, got hit so hard that I. Um, my vocal cords, your vocal cords, if you look on them, if you were to look on them, any normal person were to look at their vocal cords, they're supposed to be pearly white. And uh, mine were dark, dark purple. And uh, I severely hemorrhaged my vocal cords. And that was like the concerning thing because I almost lost my voice forever, basically. Um, it happened uh, in the middle of a game and uh, I just kind of got hit. And then I realized I couldn't talk anymore. I didn't really, you know, it's something that, <laughs> You don't really know how to do so i just kept playing um then we went to the the hospital after and we realized what had happened and uh i was on uh vocal mute i had to be a mute for two weeks because if i had tried to talk or if i had tried to push it i would uh be in uh, a severe risk of losing my voice forever or very badly damaging it forever so that was a scary deal for sure. no it's totally scary i would imagine right oh my yeah. gosh yeah, it was uh, it was weird, man. Because uh, you just like you, if you talk, it's gone. <laughs> it's yeah, real. The um, 
I, my wife would love if I had that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So how was it like a, was it like a fist or somebody's form or what was it like? A... I was coming off on the second level on a linebacker versus the Packers. And, uh, you know, you can't really pinpoint it. Even if you were to look at the play, you wouldn't even notice it. But somehow I was too high. I should have got yelled at by my coach, but I was yelled at. I was too high. And like his, uh, I think it was his helmet kind of got in between oh. my neck and my shoulder pads and my chin and kind of just got it awkwardly enough or good enough yeah. where it did the damage. Yeah, no doubt. When you, when you talk about NFL pass rushers or even linebackers, like who, who would you say is the most daunting rusher that you go up against? Aaron Donald. For the Without question. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's in a tier of his own. He's he's elite, elite, elite. Aaron Donald is that good? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a game wrecker. He's he's gonna go down. I mean, this is what I know, but he'll go down as one of the best defensive players ever. Yeah, I, you know, a good thing is you don't have to play him that much though. <laughs> yeah, but we play him this year. So. Oh shoot! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. With the, how about within the division, Frank? Who do you who do you have? Maybe not. You know who who do you who's a challenge to line up against? Oh, they're all good. They're yeah. all good. The, the, I mean, that's kind of the NFC North, man. They're the defensive line caliber in the NFC North is uh, really good. You know, uh, Kenny Clark for Green Bay is one of the most elite knowns in the league. Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks for the Bears, Michael Pierce for the Vikings. I haven't got a chance to play him, but watching his film from. Uh, the Ravens, uh, a good, good player. So it's going to be – it's definitely going to have my hands full for sure. And you're blocking for a new guy this year. Um, it's 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 going to be weird to watch a Lions game without Matthew Stafford slinging back there. It's, it's kind of crazy to even think about. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he was one of my all-time favorite teammates. I can't say enough good things about him. And so what do you, what, what can you say about Jared? How's uh, Have you had a chance to kind of work with him at all yet or – yeah, yeah, we've had uh, we've been. I mean, we're going through right now. We're going through install, so we're uh, we're communicating quite a bit. Um, just kind of trying to figure out what we think and how we both think, get on the same page. Because quarterback and center are kind of the two that kind of have to operate everything on the offense. So it's crucial that we're on the same page. And uh, he's been great, man. He seems like a good dude. Um, I'm very excited to work with him. So I would imagine going back to the vocal cord thing. I mean, that would have been that would have been awful for game situations too. Like actually, right. I mean, cause in communicating on the field. Yeah. I had to. So when it happened, when it happened, I had to go, I was like, I had to go up to Stafford midway through the game. I was like, I can't talk. And I had to tell him like, Hey, you're going to have to do a little bit extra. Cause I, I got nothing. Wow. That's crazy. Well, um, Frank, I really appreciate the time. Uh, again, congratulations on the big extension there in Detroit. It, it so well deserved. Minnesota's proud of you, man. Even though you're not one of, even though you're not on the Vikings, or you know, we, we have to play against you twice a year. It's uh, it's great to see your success. Um, and and Grizzly Man Outdoors, we'll all check it out on YouTube, right? That's that's what we type in in the search bar. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the plug. Yeah, Grizzly Man Outdoors on YouTube, check her out. And then on Instagram, it's that same handle. Yep, right on. And then we can get the merch on there. I'm sure you've dropped the merch on that on that as well too. Yeah, I'll be you know I'll be pushing that for sure. <laughs>
That'll do it for this episode of Perk It Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perk It Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright. Don't be afraid to be weird and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. Perk and Pond, sometimes he's at play. Perk and Pond, find out what he'll say. Perk and Pond, who's coming on today? Perk and